Would the congregation please rise as you are able? In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart and confess our sins unto God our Father, beseeching him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord. Who made heaven and earth. I said I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord. 
and you forgave the iniquity of my sin. O Almighty God, merciful Father, I, a poor miserable sinner, confess unto you all my sins and iniquities with which I have ever offended you and justly deserve your temporal and eternal punishment. But I am heartily sorry for them and sincerely repent of them. And I pray you of your boundless mercy and for the sake of the holy, innocent, bitter sufferings and death of your beloved Son, Jesus Christ, to be gracious and merciful to me, a poor sinful being. Upon this, your confession, I by virtue of my office as a called and ordained servant of the word, announce the grace of God unto all of you. And in the stead and by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. See how 
Glory be to God on high. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, grant that the course of this world may be so peaceably ordered by your governance that your church may joyfully serve you in all godly quietness. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Old Testament reading for the fourth Sunday after Trinity is from Genesis chapter 50. When Joseph's brothers saw that their father was dead, they said, It may be that Joseph will hate us and pay us back for all the evil that we did to him. So they sent a message to Joseph, saying, Your father gave this command before he died. Say to Joseph, Please forgive the transgression of your brothers and their sin because they did evil to you. And now please forgive the transgression of the servants of the God of your father." Joseph wept when they spoke to him. His brothers also came and fell down before him and said, Behold, we are your servants. But Joseph said to them, Do not fear, for am I in the place of God? As for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good, to bring it about that many people should be kept alive as they are today. So do not fear. I will provide for you and your little ones. 
Thus he comforted them and spoke kindly to them. This is the word of the Lord. The epistle is from Romans chapter 12. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse them. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. Never be conceited. Repay no one evil for evil, but give thought to do what is honorable in the sight of all. If possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God, for it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. To the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. For by so doing, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. This is the word of the Lord. Gospel according to St. Luke, the sixth chapter. Jesus said, Be merciful, even as your Father is merciful. Judge not, and you will not be judged. Condemn not, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Give, and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over will be put into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. He also told them a parable. Can a blind man lead a blind man? Will they not both fall into the pit? The disciple is not above his teacher, but everyone, when he is fully trained, will be like his teacher. Why do you seek the speck that is in your brother's eye, but do not notice the log that is in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, Brother, let me take the speck that is in your take this out the speck that is in your eye when you yourself do not see the log that is in your own eye. You hypocrite. First take the log out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. This is the word of the Lord. We confess our faith in the words of the Nicene Creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of the Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried. 
and the third day he rose again according to the scriptures and ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of the Father. And he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church, I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen.
Grace, mercy, and peace to you from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Judge not, lest you be judged. This seems lost in today's world. There's a lot of judgment going on. Judgment related to racial issues. Judgment related to pandemic issues. Judgment related to political issues. If you don't believe this, then you're that. Not wearing a mask? Oh, no. Wearing a mask? Oh. Believe in BLM? Good. Want to extend that to all lives? Oh, not so fast. Trump? Biden? Other? You get the picture. We as Christians are not to judge others. This is different than discernment in a given situation. Discernment looks at a situation or thing and makes a rational, educated, and thought-out decision. I'm probably not taking the family for a 3 a.m. stroll along the canal in Indy. No offense, but I've seen the news. I've been watching. Nor am I headed to Florida for next week. Discernment. I can choose to do or not do without sin. Judgment that labels another, slanders or ruins another's reputation, even if the accusation is true, is wrong when the authority to do so is absent. It's a sin. We are to fear and love God so that we do not tell lies about our neighbor, betray him, slander him, or hurt his reputation, but speak well of him and explain everything in the kindest way. When was the last time you saw that on the evening news, in politics, or even in your daily life? We all want to catch someone in sin or something that looks like sin and get in our dig, our comment, our Twitter, or our Facebook shot. Judging another, we sinfully think, raises us above the stink and mess they are in, putting us on higher ground as we judge their misdeeds. It is done while trying to explain their act is it done while trying to explain their actions in the kindest way not so much this is one reason that judgment is the lords and not that of and that of those he has put in authority you may ask when was the last time the lord put someone in a position of authority to judge parents can pretty well answer that question as it relates to their children if you've been in court, you can answer that question. We may not like the one in authority or their demands. My bottom was set on fire a few times as a kid, and I'm pretty sure in that moment I was not my mom's biggest fan. But God has ordained offices of authority. God raises up and takes down earthly authorities, even in a free country like ours, with our votes. Those we elect make the law and judge or appoint them and appoint or appoint judges to do so. And when the judge tells you that that will be $400 for the speeding ticket, we do not usually respond with, thank you, your honor, well done. No. Most often, judgment is passed on sin. If everything went before a judge was handled in a godly manner beforehand, there would be no need for judges to hear property rights cases, civil matters, and especially criminal matters. One is usually not in court unless there is a disagreement, 
the Lord thankfully gives us good government. Could it be better? You betcha. Could it be worse? Look around the world. Government of any kind, even if not perfect, is far better than nothing. I think we have seen that. We have seen what happens when government and authority simply pull back and let CRM rule. That is, Camp Runamuck. Camp Runamuck comes into play when authority is grabbed by those who do not rightfully possess it. The consequences are not good. Read about Korah's rebellion in Numbers 16. Korah and his band, they, they were not particular fans of the authority God had put in place. They sought to take matters into their own hands as it related to the temple and their position. Let's just say things did not work out so well for them, their followers. They were judged by God. As a society, we live by laws and rules. Think of the fourth through the tenth commandments, the second table of the law that is written on the hearts of all who God has created. And that would be all people, even those who wish to or choose to ignore it. Honor your father and mother. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. Sort of the theme this week. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife or his maidservant, manservant or maidservant, his ox or donkey or anything that belongs to your neighbor. Seems so old-timey. When's the last time you coveted your neighbor's ox or donkey? But you probably coveted something. You want to see what's wrong with society? Think on those. I don't care if you're white, black, red, purple, or what your identity is. The angels in heaven rejoice when a sinner is brought to repentance and faith in Christ. Do they cry when they see the goings-on in our time or similar times in the past? All of creation is groaning in these end times, these last days. We are living them. And don't think I'm about to pick that time out for God when he comes back. That time is his and only his to know. The end times have been going on now for some 2,000 years since Christ's birth, death, resurrection, and ascension into heaven. We await his return. In God's perfect timing, Christ will return. As we wait, we, his people, are told not to judge. The end will come, the sheep and the goats will be separated. Christ will judge. With faith in God, why would we judge? We are woefully ill-prepared. We let prejudice enter the picture. Some will say, well, not me. I'm not prejudiced. I I would not prejudge someone or something. We're sinful. We can't deny it, nor can I. In our own sinfulness, we judge a person for their sin or perceived sin. And the next moment, we commit an equally or worse sin. Recall the words of Isaiah, woe is me. I'm a sinner, a man of unclean lips. As our gospel text read, how can you say to your brother, brother, let me take that speck that is in your eye out when you yourself do not see the log that is in your own eye? A log. It's a great image, isn't it? (laughs) You hypocrite. First take the log out of your own eye and then you will see clearly to take the speck that is in your brother's eye. The first three commandments. You shall have no other gods 
You shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. These tell us how our relationship to God, our righteous and holy judge, is to be kept by us who are poor, miserable sinners. And we walk around with logs in our eyes, failing to see the enormity of our own sin and repent of it. Do we recognize some of the sin in our lives? Sure. God gives us that ability so that we will repent. But do we recognize all of it? No. What is God's judgment for those who do not keep all of his commandments? I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, punishing the children for the sins of the fathers to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me, but showing love to a thousand generations of those who love me and keep my commandments. It's all small catechism. Pull it out. Read it. You shall have no other gods. We should fear, love, and trust in God above all things. Oops. Our lives require repentance and forgiveness. It is the recognition of one's sin and a turning to God in brokenness, seeking forgiveness for the sake of Christ Jesus. It is living our baptism daily, recalling who we are in Christ and the regenerated life we live while asking forgiveness for our failings. It is not a life by our own use of force, but by the love of God for us. Remember, without Jesus, we can do nothing. This sometimes utopian movements we see where there is a seeking of peace with no love for God, the triune God, no rule or norm or supreme judge that is truly righteous and good is a hoax of the devil to advance your life at the expense of someone else's. To say, this race is better, this race is worse. If you're not with us, you're totally against us. To value life for what it's, it seems in its own grandeur and accomplishment. Where the fetus is insignificant and the aged have no more to offer, their lives cast aside. It's all a sin. It needs to be called sin. Only in this way can repentance and forgiveness do its work and the love of God abound to send the devil packing. In this fallen creation, this life of sin, we are not to judge. God has given us authorities over us. They're hopefully parents. If there are no parents, where is respect for authority to be learned? Beyond them are teachers, government authorities, and others that hopefully judge and thereby mold society in a God-fearing way. What should we do in the face of injustice? Pray. Pray that God would soften the hearts of all to hear his word of peace and reconciliation between God and man. Pray that the converted would live a sanctified and holy life of service to their neighbors, speaking well of them and protecting them from evil. So what we do in the face of injustice? Not commit more injustice? Can we march and protest? Yes. We've done that, haven't we? We've stood out with signs against injustice in the world, against abortion. Can we trespass and destroy another's property and reputation? No. Help him maintain his property and prove it. Can and should we speak of our neighbor in a bad way? No. 
protect his reputation. We as Christians are called to speak truth and peace in a way that is winsome to our neighbor, not in a judgmental fashion. We are to protect our neighbor's reputation and not speak badly of our neighbor. It is not our place to do so unless called upon by proper authorities, called to testify. By the grace of God, we have been been given great independence in this country, and we celebrate it this weekend. Our civil government can punish or not, but forgiveness is only found in Christ. Only then can one live out a life of good works that is pleasing to God our Father and be of true benefit to one's neighbor, a life that is being sanctified, made more in the image of Christ until the day we die and leave this veil of tears, judgment, and prejudice. Sin, all sin, is a terrible ailment that kills. It kills us personally, and it kills us as a society. It is marked by desire for another's God-given place and positions in life. Go back to Korah's rebellion. A spouse, possessions, job, even life itself. And it also is marked in one's unwillingness to protect those same things for one's neighbor. Thanks be to God that he forgives through faith in Christ Jesus. He is slow to anger, abounding in steadfast love. He tells us that he shows love to a thousand generations of those who love me and keep my commandments. Christ Jesus has done that perfectly for you. He has suffered for your sins and mine. He has won forgiveness for us so that our sins are remembered no more. He has taken the log out of our eye. He has done what we cannot do for ourselves. As we are one with Christ in baptism, there are times we must simply love and care for our neighbor as we suffer and pray for proper judgment and justice, God's good and gracious timing, while praying, come quickly, Lord Jesus. Amen. Let us pray for the whole church of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. For an increase of mercy among all the baptized, that they would bless and not curse, forgive as they have been forgiven, give as they have been given to, and speak the truth in love, not with anger and pride. Let us pray to the Lord, Lord have mercy. 
for all pastors in Christ, that they would remain bold to preach the gospel in its purity and administer the sacraments according to Christ's mandate and institution. Let us pray to the Lord. For favorable weather and a bountiful harvest, that our crops would receive God's nurture and blessing, let us pray to the Lord. For industries and the service sectors of this land, that their labors may be just and the work they do may be profitable for all people, let us pray to the Lord. For a culture of life in our land and throughout the world, that all life from the womb to the grave would be cherished, and that all who view life as expendable would have their hearts and minds changed, let us pray to the Lord. For those who have been placed in authority over us, that they would govern with a mind focused on peace and the general welfare of all, let us pray to the Lord. For an end to the current pandemic, and for mercy on all who suffer physical, spiritual, and economic hardship because of it, let us pray to the Lord. For the freedoms we enjoy in our country, let us give thanks to the Lord that we would never take these freedoms for granted and always strive to defend and protect them. Let us pray to the Lord. For the sick, those preparing to undergo surgery, the elderly and shut-in, and for all who desire our prayers. For George Neely, infant son of Tim and Ashing, recently baptized here at Advent. For Thanksgiving, for the birth of John Andrew to Andy and Anna. Also for the birth of Theodore Michael to Tim and Megan, and for the birth of Lydia and Lydia Helen to Keith and Anne. For the family of Karen Crofts. For Dick, Lauren, Bill, and Ed. For Michael, Carol, Katie, and Mary Ellen. For Joni, Joshua, Shirley, and Hayden. For Gary, Jim, Jerry, and Bob. For Reverend Jason Rensner, in isolation with the virus and also at this time considering another call. For our shut-ins and all who must endure isolation, especially Olga, Lorraine, Anne, and Doris, for the continued work of Lutheran Child and Family Services, and for all expected mothers and their unborn children, especially Maria, Laura, and Allie. That for all for whom we pray this day, according to God's good and gracious will, they would receive healing, comfort, and assurance of his care for them. Let us pray to the Lord. And for those who receive the Holy Eucharist this day, that they would eat and drink the very body and blood of Christ with faith in these words, given and shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. Let us pray to the Lord. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. The Lord be with you. Lift up your heart. Lift 
Let us give thanks unto the Lord our God. It is truly meet, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who having created all things, took on human flesh, and was born of the Virgin Mary. For our sake he died on the cross and rose from the dead to put an end to death, thus fulfilling your will and gaining for you a holy people. Therefore, with angels and with archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and saying, Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you, this do in remembrance of me. In the same way also, he took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
body of Christ given to you.
please rise. Now may this true body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ strengthen and preserve you both body and soul into life everlasting. Depart in peace and with great joy, your sins are forgiven. Amen. Amen. you have refreshed us through this salutary gift, and we implore you that of your mercy you would strengthen us through the same in faith toward you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The Lord be with you. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.